All right, welcome to episode 64 of the Barman and Vivo podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Barman. Hey, Vivo. He just finished up his dinner for the evening. Uh, dinner one, it'll probably be dinner two. <laughs> um, like a hobbit? Well, we're, we're doing, uh, we're going to do two episodes this week. We're going to do another one from Snyder Cycles on Wednesday. Um, right, but there was just so much stuff that happened between probably like Thursday through yesterday that we we felt like we probably needed to get a lot of this done now and, and just do a, another episode. Well, we tried to do last night, but the <clears throat> cyclocross trailer got stuck out at Serenby. Right, and, uh, I was out there helping out with that, so and you didn't want to go late, so totally understand. We had a long day of doing nothing, and I was exhausted by the time you were ready to record. <laughs> Exhausted. Um, You're a little hot on my side. How are we looking on the? We look. Uh, uh, mine is a little hot. So let me see if I can back this off a little bit. And uh, how's that? Is that better? Yeah, man. You're coming a little strong there. I keep leaning in and out, so the microphone's picking up all sorts of different stuff. Uh, sounded like you were sounded like you were hugging the microphone earlier. Yeah, I, I haven't found my uh, my range yet here. Yeah, like a like a Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers hug at the end of a game. There'll be no more of those. <laughs> I don't know. I can see Aaron Rodgers going to Cleveland later in his career. Don't start. <laughs> really? We'll we'll start with some sad news. Um, Mike McCarthy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we lost. Uh, Kind of suddenly and out of nowhere, lost Paul Sherwin yesterday um, at age 62. For those of you that, that follow the cycling world, Paul has always been, well, the last uh, 18 years that I've been watching cycling, he's been the co-host with um, Phil Liggett on any international race that I've watched. Um, he's a professional rider. He's been a, a announcer for the better part of 30 years, I would guess. Barman? I'm sorry, say that again. Put your phone down. No, I'm trying to see uh, what um, uh, what Paul Sherwin passed away from. Sorry. I think he passed away in his sleep. I wasn't, no, no one had really reported it yesterday. Right. So I was just, I'm just, I was just going through the notes really, really quickly. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> been an announcer for about 30 years. Yeah, I believe uh, they're saying his was his 40th tour in 2018, seven as a rider. And oh, wow. 33 as, and 33 as a commentator. Wow. Um, and oddly enough, he was in Uganda? Well, that's, that's his home country. He's oh, I British. didn't realize that. Yeah, he's Brit- very similar to Chris Froome. He's Br- British by birth, um, but uh, South African, not necessarily South African in the country, but South right. African as far as uh, where he was from. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I read one or two articles and I didn't see anything um, anything that said why, how he died. And it, honestly, I, I don't know that he was sick and I don't know that he had, you know, any kind of disease or anything. It just... Right. Um, the, one, the one thing, and I know um, 
Scott Patton had had posted on Twitter, or he re retweeted a, a Phil Liggett tweet, and he said, I read through like hundreds of all these great tweets about Paul, and when I got to the end, there were 600 more. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, it's going to yeah. be interesting listening to the Tour de France this year without him. I know you didn't because you were on the uh, NBC Gold. Well, I do, I do like Paul quite a bit more than Phil, but I can't take Phil any longer. So um, maybe uh, uh, like Keith Jackson, like Bob Costas, like Brett Musburger, Brett Musburger, just guys that hold on too long. And, and, and I, I think it'd be a good time for Phil to kind of decide to just kind of do a, a auxiliary kind of um, <clears throat> announcing or, or uh, tidbits or, uh, field uh, field notes uh, kind of uh, time. Well, I think the, the, thing, the thing he's going to struggle with is doing the tour with somebody else. Well, he already struggles. He already struggles with doing the yeah, tour with Paul. Somebody Sherman. can tolerate him for thirty years doing <laughs> doing racing, <laughs> and he throw out a new body. I wouldn't be surprised if he does one more, and then that's it. And I think he's really going to struggle early on. No, I. Well, I or do I they throw sur- Bob Roll sur- in the booth with them? Well, it'd be Christian Vandeveld or, or Bob Roll, but I think, I think maybe it's time and, and and who and the other British commentators. I think you watched some NBC Gold with me a few times. I think you noticed right away that the the quality of the coverage was quite a bit higher. Yes, um, and it was um, much more enjoyable actually to watch the cycling. Yes, unfortunately, unfortunately in sports, a bad commentator or someone you don't enjoy listening to. Not that I have a perfect ear for listening to people, but but if you don't enjoy listening to the person, it just gets aggravating. Um, well, it, it, it takes away from the event because you're constantly fighting with what the announcer's saying. Yes, like when Dan Fouts is doing the Super Bowl, or when uh, Joe Buck's doing anything. <laughs> uh, Joe Buck is Joe Buck, right? Um, <laughs> weirdly. I think on Saturday morning or Friday night, I saw that George Bush Sr. had passed away at 94, which not really surprised there because his wife passed away a few months ago. And Yeah, I think it was eight months. He, uh, he, not Sr., but H. Yeah, um, sorry. Herbert, Herbert Walker. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's all right. Um, and I know he'd been, he'd been sick several times over the last year or two years you know, well, he's he's ninety four years old. I yeah, mean, it's... he had a long full life. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <But I wrote. laughs> um, you know, I know there's a. I think the funeral's on Wednesday. I saw his his service dog was keeping watch, which was sad. Yeah, touching. Yes, because um, um, I I believe he's in he's in the rotunda of the Capitol. Right. Well, um, I know they put him on Air Force One to get him to the Capitol. So. Um, Sunday, Underwear Ooh. Ride. Yes, December in, 9th. Uh, starting at Dutch Monkey? <clears throat> Correct, 9.30 uh, a.m. Uh, they are asking for, this is for middle school age people, so they are asking for boxers and no-show no show socks is what they call them now. I guess I used to call them ankle socks. Okay. Um, because they're below the ankle, but I guess they... They they changed the name on me. I'm getting old, so I think it's. I think they're calling them no no show socks. Okay, Does that sound right. I don't know. 
So, so like ankle, just under the ankle socks or over yeah, the ones where you they really just cover your like your booties? low your low cut shoe and then and then your and then that's it. Um, there's a 25 and a 50 mile ride. Yep. Uh, it's looking like it's gonna be ugly. Uh, <laughs> Outside. It, it, I mean, it was so cold last, last year. Last year was cold. I remember it was like in the 20s, if I remember correctly. It was cold. And then now this year it's looking like 30s and 40s with rain. Uh, yeah, hopefully that uh, hopefully a little it stays bit. dry in the morning and rains later in the day. Hopefully. Uh, but I, you I, don't have to. You don't have to ride if you don't want to. Just bring uh, your donations. Yeah, we didn't. Um, uh, I won't be riding. I'll be uh, kind of doing sag, <clears throat> unmoving sag. I'll be uh, I'll hang out at Dutch Monkey, have some coffee. Barman and I are gonna see who can eat more donuts. Um, who those Dutch Monkey donuts? I'm only good for about two of them. Yeah, they're they're rich. Because <laughs> I have to I have to get the apple fritter because it's the the best apple fritter out there that I've ever had. Uh, bring all your donations up to Reality Bikes or Dutch Monkey Donuts, or um, I'm sure if we do, you want to set up some sort of donation page or um no and um <coughs> excuse me. Uh, honestly, the, um, uh, a lot of times they give these uh, donations away before school. Uh, so if you are late or you happen to miss out, please feel free to bring them by the shop, um, and uh, and we'll make sure that the right the the proper people get the uh, get the items uh, because it's kind of a it's kind of an all year thing. We we made it in December, um, or Tanya and some of the other folks started, and Brian DeRose started it in in December. Um, and so, uh, feel free to bring those, uh, anytime really after, yeah, if the, if the, after the ride. If the weather turns and it looks like it's going to be a little bit nicer, I might ride. Oh, that's good. But if it's, if it's going to stay the course, I'm not getting on the bike. I'm I don't good. know if it's, it's six days out and I'm already feeling like coffee and a donut. <laughs> <laughs> it's six days out and I already look like a coffee and donut. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're well-trained. Um, all right, so you and I went to the soccer game um, last Sunday. We, uh, I believe, uh, isn't it football? Sorry, we went, we went to the soccer game last Sunday. The football game? <laughs> um, we tried to record in the car after the game, and unfortunately the audio was so bad, and I tried filtering it and trying fixing it, and I just couldn't get it to work. Um, it was really distorted and there was a lot of rain in the background. And, uh, do you, do you think that happened when you dropped the microphone? I didn't drop the microphone. No, I thought it came out of its little cubby. Yeah. When I, when I took it out. Oh, <laughs> no, I thought, I thought when we got in the car for some reason, like were we taking her jacket off or something? I thought you kind of dropped the microphone. Yeah. No, I don't think so. It's, it's working fine now. Well, it worked, it worked fine on the way down. Yeah, it just, I think all the noise in the background, because it was raining so hard, messed with the sound. And because you, you heard, you can hear Jess upstairs clear as the day. Oh, interesting. You thought she was in the room, and I said, no, she's upstairs, man. Yeah, or I thought she had, like, poked her head in or, or something was going on. I guess you're sitting at the kitchen table tonight, so. Um. Um, all right, so let's, let's kind of recap uh, the game in Atlanta. So your first trip to Mercedes-Benz, your thoughts? Uh, absolutely amazing place. Um, I was a little bit nervous because you said it'd be so hard to get in. Um, we did, then, we did find the easy way in, which I was pleasantly well, surprised by. 
Well, I, I, I guess when we talked about it, you park more on the north side of the stadium, and I always park uh, where we parked and walk right. and and walk across. Um, I guess I get that from living in Midtown and wa- and walking from uh, North Avenue there into the stadium. I prefer that walk over trying to get out on the North Side Drive because uh, I thought I thought we had a nice easy time actually getting out of the parking area. The, the only the only hiccup we had was you sent me the same ticket you wanted to use, <laughs> <laughs> and I I walked in before you, and then you tried to scan my ticket. And it wouldn't let you in. And I was well, like, was the see one... you later, Barman. Good luck. <laughs> that was the one in my wallet. Um, and, then, and it did end up being on that side, that 104 side. And we walked right in, right into our section, which was even right nicer. Right into our section, which you said it was, uh, you thought it might it would be on the opposite side or or you were used to uh, walking across. But, but I thought, you know, the stadium was absolutely amazing. Um, it, I had to, I had to, I was watching the overhead so much. I had to remind myself that I could watch the game. Like- yeah, it was, it was tough when it's down at the other end of the of the the the, the field. You yeah. you just want to look up so you can get a better angle of what's going on instead of looking at you know trying to figure out what's going on from the far side of the field. Yeah, but then I'd catch myself still looking up when they were coming towards us. Right, like even with the ball coming coming our way, and I'd be like, oh, I can watch the actual physical watch the game instead and, of looking up at the screen. And um, then what what did you think of the game? Well, there are a few more notes. I thought the supporter section was absolutely amazing. Yes. I'd like, I'd like to do that sometime. Uh, obviously not during the playoffs or the championship game, but more of just, you know, uh, just a regular regular season of Red Bulls or a New York. Um, Orlando. F- FC. No, um, not until they get their act together. Why? You know we're going to win 4 nothing. Uh, <laughs> That's well, what it's going to be good. Never, never underestimate a, a team's uh, overreaction to a weak team, um, especially if, uh, if, if, if they do win a championship in their second year. So um, I thought the supporter section was absolutely amazing, um, the, just the, the whole facility. Uh, I thought how easy it was for us to get not necessarily the beer we wanted, but to get the concessions and all that was great. Um, I didn't mind standing up. I thought that was uh, fun. I felt bad for the people behind us uh, later in the game because they were sitting down. But I mean, I could I couldn't sit down. So no, I, I mean, <clears throat> I don't think I've ever used the seat in there other than before the game and at halftime. Right. I mean, even then, when I um, went to the even when I went to the national championship game, we I think we were standing the whole time. Wow. Um, and, uh, so the game itself, I mean, I it, I thought it was a great a great game you know it was kind of weird that we didn't understand why that goal got dis- why that goal got disallowed um and then the other thing i noticed about the game was they didn't i should have started a timer when they started the um the um extended time because they weren't keeping that anywhere on the field right um, like they do when I watch television. Oh um, no! They, oh yeah, because they typically put the plus number, but they keep the clock running. They did on which the TV, which they didn't do on uh, at the game. They didn't do that on the game, so it's so hard for us to really. Right. I mean that that before that third goal, that that referee could have whistled. I thought it was pretty close to uh, four minutes or whatever, but um, uh, uh, it was it was neat watching the positioning. You could really t- tell that they were trying to protect certain people on the field and make sure that they weren't overextended 
Um, you you I, saw that pretty early. It, 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 you could see the whole how they were trying to help. You were like, and why then, are they forcing the ball to the white? Right. Why are they? And then, the, oh, they're picking on five. They know that's yeah. the weak spot. And then what I found out going into game two was the starting left back got hurt right before the playoffs, and he was a, a guy off the bench. Wow. He, he didn't necessarily play poorly. I thought he did a great job when the when Atlanta United did put the ball in, in the zone of clearing it. He was really annoying with his with his overhead with his overhead throw-ins, right. like running like twenty yards down the field, yep. just like the other defender. The and well, I, that's I, a common theme in the in, in MLS. It's like how the ball went out here and they're throwing the ball twenty yards in front of it. Well, I I immediately picked out a couple of people I did did not like <laughs> the goalie. The Robles was was just awful. Yeah. I, I mean. I can't believe the Red Bull fans were whistling Guzan for what he was doing when zero zero Robles was doing ten time was taking ten times more time getting the ball into play than 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 they were. I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty crappy on the Red Bull fans in the second game. Um, the, the I didn't like the I didn't like the defender with the with the dyed blonde hair. Yeah. And I liked him even less after watching the second game. Right. Where I thought he was really, really snarky and really just not just not playing the game the, the, the way I felt like it deserved. Right. And being a, a, a semifinal type game or I guess it's I guess it's conference finals, a, a second game. I know you're down three three nil and you want to give your team the best chance to win, but you still have to respect the other team and the other players and, and, and the game itself by not doing cheesy stuff. Um, the one thing we forgot was to uh, thank Jeff Galat for the, for, for selling us the tickets. Um, Thanks Jeff. Um, it was a great game. We ended up seeing him. He was about 20 rows in front of us. Uh, <laughs> he had better uh, seats than we did. <laughs> uh, he didn't, we didn't get a chance to see him after the game. Uh, we hung around for a few minutes, and I think he snuck out at some point. Yeah, I was trying to catch him to shake his hand on the way out, but uh, uh, I guess we, we must have missed him, or, or who knows, maybe he got carried down to the supporter section. Maybe. Um, one thing that, that happened, or a couple things happened during the game. In, in the second half, we are about, when did we get that goal? About the 75th minute? Yes. I told you... Maybe like three or four minutes from that before that, I said, "We just we got to get one more. We got to get one more." And yes. then, and then they scored. And as and then it, as we're celebrating, I said, "All right, we need one more, and this thing's iced." Yep. And I and, and I kept saying it for five five ten minutes, and then we got that third goal. Well, you were saying it when um when Escobar's uh shot went on off the uh. Off yes, the, off the post. Or was that Villiaba? Uh, my well, yeah, it might have been because it was Villiaba that ended up scoring the goal. Right, I think it was the same person. He hit one square. You could hear <laughs> the post. It was like bong. <laughs> um, so we got the third goal, and I was like, "Well, we're going to the finals, buddy." <laughs> Woo! Um, well, everyone knows that away goals are worth twice as much as home goals, so you got to score more. <laughs> well, then we have that argument with Krabby over Krab- Facebook Krabby's Messenger, Krabby's and I'm like, right the away goal is worth more. It's the way it's set up. If Atlanta loses the next game 4-1, to one, they advance. 
Because it, yes. it basically counts as 1.1. Yes. <laughs> Not right. so it doesn't, count as doesn't count as double, but it does count as more. Um, funnily, uh, uh, ironically, as we're leaving the game, we're walking back to the car. We walk into Richard yes. Miley, the old <laughs> chef from Urban Flats. And I, I looked at, I looked, I saw him and I looked at you. I go, is that Richard Miley? And he goes, you go, Miley, is that you? <laughs> it was like, I haven't seen him in 10 years. It's probably, it's been about 10 years for you. Uh, well, at least, at least nine, but probably 10. And it was like a mini Urban Flats reunion right in the middle of downtown Atlanta. There's a lot of big bear hugs going yes, on. Yes, there was. So, Good to see Richard. Um, yeah. God, I, that guy's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told um, him don't 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 jam anything into the sundial rotating, <laughs> the rotating restaurant. Like I know he wanted to. Um, and then, all right. So Thursday night we get uh, leg two of the semi or uh, conference finals. Uh, Atlanta United at New York Red Bulls. Um, Big defensive battle. You you said you enjoyed the game just from the tactical side of it. Yes. And the strategy. I thought it was rather boring. I don't like that defensive style. Like you know, I like lots of goals. Well, um, when they're gonna push, when they push ten people up, there's no other way you can play. Right. You and, can't, and I, you can't and leave I, three people behind them because they're offsides anyways. And honestly, I'm fine with the way they played because ultimately they got the result that they needed. Well, that Gonzalez whatever. Perez. Alejandro yeah. Gonzalez Perez is awesome, dude. That guy—he played the game I, of his life. I've seen some defense before, dude. That dude was lock the down. That, <laughs> I wish the U.S. defender. I think that's the way we should play as defenders in the as on the U.S. on the U.S. team. I think we're physical enough. We're big enough. We're we're they're fast enough, and that's what I'd like to see. Like like. Like the um, what's it? What's it? And remember the Titans, where no one gets another yard. <laughs> yeah, no, no ball goes 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 past us. Yeah, no. It was, um, he played good. Uh, Parker's played good. Um, ultimately, they end up letting a goal in, like somewhere around the ninety-fifth minute. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was really it late. Was late. It was. Really um, late. After, I was on a corner another, kick. Or after a free that kick. other. That other not uh, unallowed goal. Yeah, we got another goal. The, yeah, the Red Bull player like hit Guzan's arm and the ball goes in. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. At, at the 75th minute, someone showed their face on the field that shouldn't have been down there. Woo! <laughs> but held out, lose the game one nothing, advanced to their first uh, MLS Cup. So did, did, uh, did Almiron really get something hit, hit his face or was he just acting? So I was watching that, and I saw it immediately. I don't think that hit him. I don't think so either. I think it landed on I think it. I think it whizzed right by his ear, and knowing the way he plays the game, he uh, instantly went to the ground. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't grab his shin. <laughs> I didn't think it hit him either. Um, it was close enough, and it could have hit him. No, it was, it was. And then I saw the replay. I saw the girl right in the front row threw it at him. Dude, she but she was all the way over the top. I yep. wish they would have shown the replay of her getting escorted out because yes. they had to have. They had to have gone down there and gotten her. Yes, um, I would have videotaped that if I was at the game. I would have video. <laughs> I would have videotaped her going out. What else was there? Anything else interesting from that game? 
I actually thought the way they played at the beginning of the second half, where they they started to take a little bit of the defensive pressure off by holding the ball at midfield. Yes. Was super helpful. Oh, and, and I wish I wish they would have played a little bit more of that game a little bit earlier in the in the first half. Once they realized that they, they had everybody marked, they had they had everything under control and to do more where you require the Red Bulls to come back on the defense again, just so that you get, just so that you get a chance to reset your defense. Oh, uh, we, we almost, we forgot the, uh, the opening play of the game. We almost scored on. Yeah. He missed it. He hit it off his heel. It was weird. Awkward. He just didn't get the ball where he wanted to. And then he swung at it and kind of, if he it. had any air on that ball at all, it would have been, it would have been lights out. Yep. Uh, and the best um, part would have been those damn Red Bull fans would have shut the up. Yeah, and it would—it was like 15 seconds into the game, dude. They would have—they probably they would have out. There was nobody they, there to begin with. It was—it was pretty. I thought it was well. It was really cold, and yeah. it was a mid—it was a midweek. They did say like Atlanta, like it'd be hard for us to get off work on a Thursday and get down to the stadium to watch. A, a Thursday night game at, at Mercedes Benz. I would have found I mean, a way. I would have found a way. Yeah. So we got uh, the, here's here's the here's the thing. We've got su- Saturday night at Mercedes Benz, one game against the Portland Timbers. Yeah, I, re- I remember watching the Portland game earlier in, the year, in June. In June, they play. They're very tall. I remember them being really tall. And they really play a lot of defense. Um, any predictions from Barman? About the upcoming game? Yep. <clears throat> uh, that everyone's going to play as hard as they possibly can. I want a prediction on the score. <laughs> Who knows? Is it golden goal yet? Nah, no. It's not golden goal. <laughs> I want a golden goal. No, you know they're going to do it. If, the, if anything, there's going to be a shootout. They want that. No, we don't want to shoot out. Well, we, we, no, no, but the league would prefer go to a shootout if it's inside. Dude, shootouts are so bad. Yeah. If you've ever played soccer and have experienced a shootout, it's awful. The, do you, the, do you, the do possibility you know? of letting, letting, letting like eight other people down or the other ten people on the field as a goalie is just – and the odds of getting it are next to none. So my one-year career playing college soccer – at Niagara University. Division one? Division one. The only division one athlete on this podcast. <laughs> my one year before I blew out my knee and my soccer career was basically over, I played for the Owen 16 Niagara Purple Eagles. <laughs> Did you get, what do they call it? Re- demoted or, or relegated? Uh, relegated. <laughs> uh, we should have. We were pretty bad. Uh, I, I walked on and started. That's how bad we were. Wow. Um, I remember somewhere midway through the season, they decided we needed to have a decide if we ever got a penalty kick, who was going to take it. <laughs> so I played left, uh, left back. So left, left fullback, left defensive back, whatever you want to call it. And we start going through the team and start taking penalty kicks. And everybody's surprised at the end when I'm there with one of the forwards. <laughs> <laughs> On penalty kick duty? On penalty kick. So I ended up, I think I either won, I can't remember if I won it or, but we never got the opportunity, so it didn't matter. <laughs> uh, but I think I was the, the designated penalty kick person on the team if we ever got one. Wow. Yeah. Man. 
That's my specialty. Here's the thing. I can, I can kick it low and hard. And you'll never get, you'll never stop it. You don't bend it like Beckham? Not on a pel- not from eight yards out. Oh. <laughs> 12 yards out, whatever it is. <laughs> no, just low and towards the corner. It's pretty impossible to get to. All right, so the line on the game right now is minus one and a half. The Atlanta United's favorite? Atlanta United's favorite, minus one and a half. I've got 2-1 final, Atlanta. Uh, I'd, I'd be in that same range. Which is what I predicted for, the, for the, the home game last time. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if they win that game. This one, like 3-0 as well. But it's I mean, gonna be, I'm not, but I'm, it's going to be difficult to do. I just wouldn't be surprised. Right. Well, Guzan only even in even though they were they 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 pushed everyone forward, they really only got a couple of goals on. They only got a couple of uh, strikes on goal. Well, I, mean, I think we were at halftime, and I pointed to the scoreboard. They had zero shots on goal. Yes. The game we were at, and then they had he got two goals called back on him, which is great. <laughs> two. Uh, here, here's what's what's interesting to me. You know, I've I know you've lived here a long time. Yes, I've been here twenty years. Um, you you root for the Falcons, and you know you root a little bit for the Braves. Well, I used to root a lot more for the Braves right. back in the day, but I, I think you're on your way back, though. I mean, they've got a good young team now. Yeah, but you got to make them. You got to make them work for my. My hard-earned dollars to go to a game. I, I put this in the notes. I said, I can't wait to see them bring a championship to Atlanta, mostly to stick it in the other team's ass. Well, I totally agree with that. And, and so this is how you run an organization from top to bottom, and this is how you do it as an expansion team in two years. Because really, you know, I hate the Braves. I, I'm, I can watch the Falcons, and I can, you know, they're not having a good year, and they're not a very good team, but neither the Packers and – Neither are the Browns, but and the Hawks stink. But they're a customer, and I like them. <laughs> and they're a good customer. Um, but it's funny that like the whole town is made up of transplants. I mean, you're not from here. I'm not from here. Right. My wife's not from here. None of my friends are really from here, and no one roots for any teams here. Yeah, you got your some of them are Braves fans and stuff like that. But this is the one team that kind of unifies the whole town. Well, because people have already, people are here when the team started. Right. So they it's really change. weird, though, you know? It's, it, it's changed Atlanta. It's made a new dynamic here. Well, I feel it's just shown what has already, what was already here. And obviously, if the Braves won, won a little bit more correctly, and if the Falcons are playing well, and when the Hawks are playing well, I mean, the, the city does get behind them. Sure. You know, we've lost two hockey teams. <laughs> oh, we'll get a third someday. No, we won't. It's they're never coming back. No, they, two strikes in your eye. No, no, they can't. They can't afford to miss this market. Why? It doesn't fit the demographic here. No, the ownership's always been poor. Not the oh, not I, the demographic. I think the demographic's wrong too. I don't. I don't. I always enjoyed going to games. I always enjoyed the people. Yeah, that but you're games. you're not the majority of the demographic. Sure, I am. No, you're not. I'm in the lane. I know if you saw the U.S. men's national team fire, finally hired a coach. Well, yeah, I uh, was reading a couple articles about it. I'm I'm excited. 
It's about damn time. Well, they had new negotiations. For what? Someone must have turned them down. <laughs> <laughs> the guy from Sporting KC did. <laughs> someone, someone must have, someone must have turned them down. So, so it's Greg Burkhalter, yeah. former coach of the Columbus Crew. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and a national team player for several years. Oh, what's he ever know that? Yeah, he has thirty-three caps. Okay. Well, and, uh, and, no, and, no goals, but he, he and he was on. Um, World Cup teams, two two of the World Cup teams. Okay, so I, I I think it's the right hire. I mean, Columbus has been competitive the last couple of years despite ownership issues. Uh, and, well, I think it's uh, funding issues more than even ownership. So not, not like he, not like Jerry Jones bad ownership, but like underfunded owners. No owners. To, the owners moving was going to move the team to Austin. He 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 needed to because like um, uh, Art Rooney, he was out of money and he didn't have money to fund. He didn't have money to run the season any longer. Oh, yeah. Well, so now, you know the situation now, right? Well, they sold it to someone that has to keep it there, right? Or does the league own it? And he's getting the expand. He's so the crew is staying in Columbus, but he's but somehow he getting to, the expansion team in Austin. Right, but he doesn't get to take the team there, nor does he get. The financial he gets the financial gains from starting the team there, but not the financial gains from taking an existing team. I yeah, it's still kind of awkward, and they haven't worked out all the details, which is weird. Well, they're really saying you're not going to cash this huge check and take the money out of right. soccer, right? Which is which is the right call, absolutely. Which is which is part of why MLS, uh, you know, having the having their draft or uh, the players have MLS contracts, not necessarily. Um, with the team kind of deal. Right. Um, I think it's super helpful. And, and, and you, you don't run into like how baseball, when you have a few crazy owners, like, like George Steinbrenner and people with big money that want to stick it to the small market teams. I just, I don't like that. I, I like the way the NFL plays. Um, yeah. Cause there's nice parody every year. I mean, yeah, well, everyone like gets, we have like three or four, three or four new teams in the playoffs again this year. Um, yes. you know, the Browns are up and coming. Yes. Um, no yeah. fan base. There is no fan base that doesn't have hope right now. You know, even the Raiders and the Cardinals. Um, you know, the Cardinals. The Cardinals got so well coached up that they went ahead and beat Green Bay. Um, Green Bay in, in Lambeau. Um, there's gosh, no hope. That, there's no hope there. That must be that must be amazing feeling going into Lambeau and getting get out coaching your out coaching your guy uh, as a thirteen point underdog. Do they cover? <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals did. <laughs> a bunch of the big underdogs covered. I think Oakland covered against Kansas City yesterday. Yeah. Well, they Kansas were like 14. City, yeah. oh. uh, well, I guess we should finish up our soccer. Uh, we're done. We can move on. I was going to move on to college football. We can move on to pro. No, we can stay, we can stay in order. Okay. Uh, playoff. So I'll go through the results. Uh, Bama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. Come from behind win. Um, Hertz actually comes in to spell two after he sprains his ankle <laughs> in, in a weird role reversal from the national championship game. Yes. Uh, OSU beats Northwestern in the Big Ten championship. Oklahoma beats Texas in the Big 12 championship. And Clemson beats Pitt in the ACC championship. So we, Notre, How did Notre Dame do in the independent championship? They won their conference by going 12-0. <laughs> nice. Um, so the playoff is set. 
you get Oklahoma against Bama in Miami and Notre Dame versus Clemson in the Cotton Bowl, which might be at AT&T Stadium. I'm not sure. Well, Cotton Bowl is. Well, the Cotton Bowl is actually in Dallas, but I think the, the game is played now. Right. Like Oklahoma plays Texas every year. But I think the game's actually at AT&T Stadium. No, I, th- I thought I, – I didn't think they used the Cotton Bowl any longer. I thought Jerry Jones bought all the Texas Texas that. plays o- Oklahoma there every year. Because they have the state fair? Yeah, because right at the state fair. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> did they get it right? Absolutely. Okay. I was actually expecting an argument from you. No, they – I I am so impressed with how well the Georgia players played. But that was like a mini playoff game. Yeah, but but you got to win. I mean, you have to win your conference. They had two losses. If Georgia yes. wanted to, if Georgia wanted to get in, they had to take care of business earlier. In yes, the they did. Or that, they or that game. Or that game, and they would have gotten in. I was so impressed with how hard Georgia played. It's unfortunate that they're coached by someone who can't get them there. But yes, I saw your post yesterday. I mean, it's. It, I, hey, I, that's better than they've done in the last twenty years. Well, I mean, they won an SEC championship last year, and right. that's and that's cool. But has anyone else seen the exact similarities between Mark Rick and Kirby Smart? Well, Kirby Smart has won more SEC championship than Mark Rick, I think. No, Mark Rick got one also very early in his SEC days, I believe. Hmm. Yeah. But, and almost, it was, and, but it was the one year that Georgia didn't make it to play for the national championship. Right, exactly. Which is odd. It's really weird. Well, it, it was different different formats, different sure. d- different ways that it worked. But when is, is Georgia going to realize that it's the culture and not the coach? Right. In, it, it's, it, it's, it, the, the similarities are so, so similar. Well, so when did the arrests start happening? Because that was the biggest issue Rick faced his latter years at Georgia was kids getting arrested, starters starters getting arrested and getting in trouble and getting thrown off the team. Well, I personally think that Coach Rick is probably a great human being. Right. And so if you're a Georgia player and you see Mark Rick get fired, you're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I just got my coach fired by getting arrested with a handgun underneath my pastors. Allegedly. Well, it, we've all worked at restaurants where where someone comes in and fires the GM, and it's like, oh, we better straighten up. <laughs> or, or you have to sit down with them and say, listen, just because I was best friends with the general manager doesn't make me go anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> but they were, you know, it, and they were completely caught off guard by that. Yeah, <laughs> they well, I was going to quit. <laughs> well, it's it's just natural human reaction, you know. Right. It's just it's 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 how human beings deal with. With with that sort of odd stress and and so uh, I was I think they got it right I felt you know with Ohio State Ohio State losing to Purdue and Oklahoma losing to Texas earlier and then beating them exactly they beat they, everybody they, on their schedule a, yeah um, do I think Notre Dame has a chance no. absolutely not <laughs> do you, you want to know the lines for the games it's got to be like eighteen points or seventeen and a half. Uh, it's not that high. Uh, the is Clemson 13? game is, is 11 and a half. Oh, wow. The Bama-Oklahoma game is 13 and a half. Oh, yeah. Bama is – they're just they're, – they, Clemson and, and Alabama are not going to run a single play that they would run against the other team. Right. This is going to be 
this is just going to be like we're going to put our best 11 guys out there and we're going to run sta- standard standard offensive defense and they are going to mow down those teams and and the cool part will be and what i like best about having the preliminary games is we don't get that weird that weird they've been off for 5 weeks right. game where you know the weirdest things happen because you just have football is something that the kids play every week for 13 weeks. And so you get a standard product. And when, when gosh, when we were, when we were doing stool pigeons and we were doing the championship game, I think like Ohio state didn't have a championship, didn't have a, uh, a conference championship at the time. And so they were off for like what, seven weeks. Yeah. Well, it's nice. And I think they moved the schedule up even a little this year. The, the two games are on like Saturday, the 29th. Perfect. And then the then the the championship game is the following Monday, so probably like the seventh, I guess. Sounds right. Yeah, it's, uh, New Year's Day is Tuesday the first. Right. So it's, it's, you know. So the seventh would be the Monday night. The seventh would be the champ. Would be the championship. So it's like it's like a great amount of time for a game, and then enough rest to get ready for another. Week. You know, you actually yeah. day or two to get ready for that national championship game. But I mean, even the NFL now now that they have a more regular Thursday games, um, I've really enjoyed the Thursday night games this year. That's because the schedule's been good. Yeah, but I I've enjoyed the Thursday night games this year, even with semi good teams. But the, um, like the Monday night game tonight's dog shit. What is it? Redskins Eagles. The ones that are on is that the game that's on now? Yes. Oh, what's the score? I have no idea. I've been been watching it. All right, so on to the NFL. Um, We'll start with... Was that all all college? Yeah, there wasn't really anything else to talk about. I I don't know who won the the Pac-12, but it didn't matter. I mean... Uh, I think, well, that's the problem is Washington beat Washington State. And so Washington State, I think, has two losses. Both in conference. Um, uh, they ended up. It was the the final. The Pac-12 championship was Washington against Utah. Oh, was it Utah? Oh, I guess you. Oh, so Washington State must have lost like two in conference games. Yes. Um. So they probably lost to Washington. I think they beat Oregon. They might have lost like Stanford or Utah. Is one of the two, probably. So, but, um, yeah, Coach Leach, Coach Leach is out there. So I was like watching him, his teams play. What do you mean he's not there? No, he's there. Yeah, the angry pirate. Yeah, I love the way he just has like a. Whenever they show him in practice, he's got like a um, styrofoam coffee cup, like like your like your <laughs> church like your church size, like <laughs> like where you can't fill it up. He, more than he might be the Bobby Knight of college football. Well, hey, without the anger issue, how do you how do you how do you, how do you treat concussions? You put them in a dark place. <laughs> did you see there was a, a thirty for thirty on Bobby Knight? Did you watch it? I did not. I haven't seen it yet. I, I did see it pop up. Um, uh, is thirty for thirty still Tuesday night? I, I it automatically recorded. I just deleted. It. I didn't care. All right, NFL. Uh, you wanted to talk about the Cowboys Saints game. I did not watch it. I I find it very difficult to watch both the Cowboys and the Saints. Uh, it is it is rather difficult, um, but but it was it was it was a good game. 
it, it was good. Um, it's cool that they have the two Thursday night teams from Thanksgiving play right. again, again on Thursday night. I thought it was real. I thought it was really smart and it was a great, it was, it, it, it really worked out well. Um, I just can't believe how well the Cowboys defense was playing against, um, against the saints. Uh, they really, uh, they took his game plan into, uh, they executed your game plan, just get in Drew Brees' face and knock him down. You have to, you have to do whatever you can. I, I mean, you, you have to hit him and they were hitting him. The, the Cowboys came and they were knocking the snot out of the saints. Did we talk, did we talk about the chiefs Rams game? No, we didn't talk about that one either. That was a doozy. I mean, that's more my style where it's just lighten it up. <laughs> what was the final? 54-51? Yeah, well, the defense wasn't all that bad in that game. No, the defense um, scored three touchdowns. Right, exactly. So when the, when you say 54-51 in college, that usually means, you know, like when Mahomes and Baker. Three or four overtimes. Down. Yeah, there's that. Or, um, but But both defenses scored at least one touchdown each. Yeah. Um, which was part of the reason that that, that score was so high. So, um, um, but back to the Saints Cowboys, Sean Payton, as he started to realize that he was going to lose the game, looked like a five year old that had his juice box taken away from him. <laughs> and, and he, had his, he, had, he had his arms folded up and he had that, that pretentious Scott Payton face that he likes to make. Like, I'm too good to lose. God, that guy's annoying. <laughs> The only thing better, and my dream, and I think it almost happened one time, is is if a linebacker try catches Drew Brees going out of bounds, and then it happens to throw Drew Brees into Sean Payton and lands on on both of them at the same time and causes both of them to have concussions, <laughs> <laughs> and they both have to go to the blue tent to see if they're okay. <laughs> Uh, so this past weekend, Packers lose, Falcons lose, Browns lose, Steelers lose, Bills lose. The teams we talk about quite often, none of them won. Yes. <laughs> um, who are the Browns playing? They're playing somebody decent. This week? Yeah. Or last week? Last week, they destroyed the, the, the Bengals. We talked about that. We talked about that, but, but they just lost to, um... They lost on Sunday to the Ravens. No, no, the Falcons lost to the Ravens. The Colts the, or the Texans? The Texans. The Texans beat them up pretty easily. Ugh. Yeah, they're not a very good team. The um, the- Kareem Hunt. Have you seen the video? I've seen the video. What a dumbass! Well, that th- that isn't Ray Rice level. To oh me. no. But he put himself in a situation. Yes, totally agree with that. And I mean, he, well, he did some things he shouldn't have done. He did I mean, throw a guy into the girl, but he did kick her too. And it was it was weird. It's crazy. Let me, let me ask you this. All right, what would you say if I said I was living in a hotel for a while? Uh, are you sure you don't want to? I've got a spare room. Why don't you stay with me? <laughs> Why, why does anyone live in a hotel in Cleveland for four months of the off season? That's weird, isn't it? Though in I Cleveland, mean, you could buy a nice what four bedroom, two bath, two thousand square foot house. Housing is cheap there. Like for what one fifty? We sold my grandmother's house for nothing. It was a nice four bedroom house. Yes. So in why? The 
Why? What? Now, I haven't been to Cleveland in quite a while. I, I never enjoyed it when I used to go there. Well, it's just like Michigan. Well, not exactly. But it's pretty much the same. <laughs> no, not exactly. But... Oh, I forgot. Their river caught on fire, and that didn't happen in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. But, but what kind of nightlife goes on? That you would need to have a hotel room for four months. Was he is the hotel in the flats? It's got to be somewhere down there. I didn't double check, but why? Why else would you live in a hotel room for four months? Right, that's just so weird. That, and that's like, it's you, you got to figure that's like a couple hundred bucks a night. Well, I understand if you want someone to. He's take on his rookie room. contract too. It's not like he's on his right. Exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of question marks there. A, a lot, a lot, a lot of question marks. And what he really got fired for wasn't necessarily for the video. It was lying, for lying. To, lying to the Chiefs about what had happened. And the NFL. And, and the NFL. Yeah. And that's and and that's well-deserved. And he seems pretty contrite about it. But like, I, didn't, hey, I, I saw uh, he was supposed to be on Saturday, Sunday morning NFL Countdown, but I didn't watch it. I think he was on, yeah, I didn't watch it. I only saw the replay. It's like Lisa Saunders or something. I think that's her name. Um, Lisa Saunders does a great job. Right. But, really you good. know, he, he does say, you know, hey, I lied to my boss. And right. when you lie to your boss, you deserve to get fired. Right. Um, so, well, uh, you and I ch- texted yesterday. I told you that I thought the Falcons were a really bad team. And you said, oh, they'll be 12 and 4 next year. So, for the. Uh, the Scott Patton, Barman, and Bevo bets. <laughs> <laughs> he can keep uh, checking this one. Barman said Falcons 12 and 4. Bevo accepted bet for $1. <laughs> the usual. The usual. Um, so I got a, a text from you. I got a text from my father. I got a text from my brother in law shortly after 4 30 saying <laughs> uh, Mike McCarthy has been relieved of his duties from the Packers. <laughs> So how so so when you go to fire a coach after a game, like do you, do you call him in the office? I wonder if they had a preset meeting. Do they have? Do you think they have a meeting after every game? Well, I guess. Or, or is 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 like everyone showering up and and the general manager or whatever come through and say, "Hey, can you meet me in the office real quick?" Well, it was. Um, it wasn't the GM. It was. It was the CEO. I guess well, that that whole relationship is just super creepy. Yeah, so Ted Thompson still works for the Packers, right? As a scout. How do you go from being like the CEO to a scout? It's basically a retirement package. Wow. Somebody else just took a job. Oh, I know who it was. The Penguins just hired one of their former GMs as a scout as well. Why is it no one offers us scouting jobs? Yeah, I know. How, how, why, why does that, how does that work? When are they going to have a scout? Restaurants? <laughs> <laughs> we already do that in our spare time anyway. <laughs> but it's so, that, oh, the whole relationship, this, I, the CEO. So, so he, Mike McCarthy didn't report to the new GM. He reported to the CEO. Right. Which, and, uh, well, I guess that's in protection of the GM, really. It's not what, necessarily a knock on Mike McCarthy. It's well, it wasn't the GM's hire either. Right. So it's more saying more saying that. So let me ask you a few questions about Mike McCarthy. Okay. All right. Mike McCarthy, is he a good game manager? I would give him on a scale of 1 to 10. Yes. 
is. Maybe a six. Okay. I'm not. He's not great. He's not bad either. Mike McCarthy is he a great motivator? No. He doesn't mo- motivate me to be a fan. Mike McCarthy does he? Do you do you feel like he leads? He leads the players on the field. No, he lost the team. He lost the team. Do yeah. you feel like he was in the beginning of his career? He do you feel like he led the players? I do. I feel like he did a better job, but a lot of stories have come out about some of his character flaws. Did he like do interviews with no pants on? No, he booked them in shitty hotels on purpose. What for a penalty? Like penal? Yep. Like like penal? Yep. Like I don't like the way you played. Yep. So so he booked the whole team in a shitty hotel. That's awful. Curfews were like eight o'clock. On that, on on weeks where he didn't do what he wanted. Yep. Wow. This is all stuff I read, and it's all alleged. I don't know if it's real or not, but this is all stories I read. Right. So, uh, Mike Mike McCarthy, is he a good game planner? No. How many coaches has Mike McCarthy had in the 13 years that he's been there that's gone on to be an NFL head coach? I don't think, uh, I don't believe any that I know. How, how does that happen? How, how can you win a Super Bowl, have one of the best winning percentages in, in, in football over that time, and not have anyone come out of your staff to have their own team? Well, you had head coaches that worked for him as well that are out of a job. Example, no. Don Capers. Was it Don Capers' fault the defense was bad? Yes. Are you sure? I don't want to see Dom Capers' defense back in the Bay. <laughs> ever. <clears throat> well, how do you feel about... Well, we're still on my... Now, can, can, I, can I say something also? Sure. Every question you ask me about, Green, or about Mike McCarthy, I would yes. give you the same answer for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, yes, I agree. Two of a kind. Yeah. So that's why they don't get along. Well, now, very similar so, to the. So, who fired the quarterback coach earlier this year? What is that story? That had to be McCarthy. So. And I think that's probably why Aaron Rodgers isn't playing for him. Is that is that why? Is this something like I don't like what's good? I don't like the way you behaved. So therefore, I'm going to fire your quarterback coach. Is that probably. what happened? Probably. You can't be that spiteful and be an NFL coach, right? Uh, you can when you've been around for, what was it, 13 seasons? 13 seasons. Is Mike McCarthy the next Browns head coach? Yes. Next year or two years? Um, that's, a, that's a good question because I, I really think Greg Williams might get that job. No, he's not getting that job. But the interesting thing, I, I think I heard this on Sunday Night Football last night when I was watching at halftime. I believe the owner, Jimmy Haslin of the Browns. Yes. Do you know where he's from? Pittsburgh? Green Bay. Is he? I believe so. No, I thought those guys were Pittsburgh. Him, him and his brother are Pittsburgh people. Like, um, like, like, um, um, like how, um, uh, Arnold Palmer is a Pittsburgh guy, but he's from the northern, the Allegheny area or uh, county or whatever they call that. Let's see. Are you looking that up or am I? I am looking it up. Pilot, Pilot Corporation. So, so Mike McCarthy, so did he take over the quarterback coaching duties? I don't know. 
I'm not sure. Did, sh- did, did, Philbin, did Philbin take over those duties? I think Philbin's the OC. Well, now, now he's the interim head coach. Right. Um, it doesn't say where Haslam's from. Looks more like Tennessee, believe it or not. Possible Kentuckyish Tennessee. He went to U- UT and he lives in Knoxville still. Wow. Um, Do you think he lives in a hotel in Knoxville? <laughs> 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 Sorry, I couldn't resist. That was a good it's one. Just, it's just such an odd, like, like I, I can understand like New York City if you wanted to live in New York or LA, you know, for the off season. Right, and and you wanted to do a hotel that way, but Cleveland, I yep. mean, come on. Yep, that's funny. I so think from you're Green not, Bay. You're, then. you're you're not upset that Mike McCarthy got fired. Uh, when my dad texted me, I said Christmas came early. <laughs> so who's the next coach of the Green Bay Packers? Um, I think it's going to be. Or, you know, here here's who I would, wouldn't mind seeing. Um, Steve Mariucci? No, nah, the, the Mooch ain't coming out of retirement. He's got a sweet gig. <laughs> he's got a sweet gig over there at the NFL Network. He's a good, he's a great coach, but I think the game, you know, he's been out of the game. It's like Gruden. The game's passed him by. He's been out of the week too long. Does that mean Mike Holgram can't come back? Uh, Holgram, I believe, still works in football for either the Browns or the Seahawks. Um, I, he's not, he's too old. He's in his seventies. He's not coming back. I think you're looking at, um, who's the O, o coordinator with the Patriots? Josh used to coach the Browns. McDaniels? Josh McDaniels. I think. Absolutely he, not. I think he's going to be the guy. Or, Absolutely not. Nope. Absolutely um, not. They the the Packers won't even interview him. No, I think he gets interviewed. No, nope. Not. What I'll, he did I'll the, take that bet. He, he I the, take what, that bet that he gets interviewed. What what he did to the Colts? He might he'll he will get an interview this year. But Wasn't he, he with the, the Browns? Colts, he was with the Colts for four days. Hired a staff and then left left him high and dry. Oh really? Yes. No. McDaniel's is great. The two teams that would never touch Josh McDaniel's: Pittsburgh and Green Bay. Because that's not who they hire. They don't report Josh McDaniel showing interest in Packers opening. That doesn't mean you get interviewed. Patriots, Josh McDaniels among favorites for Packers vacant coaching job. D- double, double or nothing? Done. He gets interviewed. <laughs> he's not even going to get interviewed. He gets interviewed. No, he's not. He gets interviewed. Not by the Packers. He will get interviewed. He gets interviewed for, by uh, the Packers. That is the bet. I will take that yeah, bet. We just went double or nothing in a couple I'll, minutes. I'll even throw another name in the ring that I think might be interviewed. Who? Lane. <laughs> Absolutely not. Lane ain't moving away from South Florida, but <laughs> he would he would to get an NFL job. He would move wherever he wanted it to, or Mrs. Kiffin would. She would not move to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Well, I think that's his ex, but his ex fights harder for his job than he does. So, uh, did they get divorced? I don't think they got divorced. Yeah, oh, the other the other one they're saying is Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. But that's a that doesn't fit. It doesn't really fit. You know, Green Bay is too. But Mike McCarthy was a stretch at the time also, so. Um, I think you, 
I think you got to go for a guy that's um, run a run an NFL program. I agree. Um, the problem is the other one I heard was Bruce Arians. No, he might be like a two year guy. But I also heard he said maybe I think he's from Cleveland or near Cleveland, and I believe he said he would come out of retirement to coach the Browns. He he did say that, but but Mike McCarthy is a better fit for the Browns than Bruce Arians is. Bruce oh. Arians is also is also is off is is rather well. He has health issues already, and he's already in his sixties. He's what you um, would call a bridge coach, right? He's kind of like what you would do with Wade Phillips. You know, I just need to get through two years. You would hire, you might hire Bruce Arians and Lincoln, whatever Lincoln right. Financial. You might hire Lincoln Financial, and then you did, and then. What about Saban? Oh, he's not coming out of Alabama. No, he's got a sweet deal. He's a, he's a, he's an awful coach. <laughs> he's awful. Who? He's awful. College coach. He's just an awful coach. Saban. I don't I don't like the way he coaches. I just don't. You don't like the way he. You don't like him as a person. Or you don't like the way he coaches. Because I just don't like the way he coaches. Because he wins games and he wins championships. That's fine. Well, how you win the game is also important. Because wh- why do you you play to win the game? No, I don't like the way he wears his pants. <laughs> Mike, he puts his leg, his pants on one leg at a time, just like you do. Come on, don't tell, don't tell me watching him run out of the tunnel is just annoying. It looks like he's clenching too hard. <laughs> it's like wh- wh- his interviews are awful. Oh, the, his, his. I'm not going to deny that. All right, so this guy coming off the field gives one of the worst interviews to the sideline reporter. The guy has been at it for how long? He's how He doesn't old? want to do it. That doesn't mean you have to be that bad at it. No, it's like, it it's does. Like, he doesn't have to tell the reporter anything. It's like mispronunciating like weird countries in South America. Barman, 20 years ago, did, was there a reporter <laughs> on the sideline at halftime that you had to answer to? No. It's not answering. It's doing your job. I don't need a reporter interrupting the game, whether it's going into halftime or not, to find out what the coach is thinking. I don't care. So what do you think Nick Saban does at halftime? He makes changes. You think he actually talks to a player? He makes changes. Adjustments. I'm asking you a question. Does Nick Saban talk to a player at halftime? Yes, I'm sure he talks to one player, his field goal kicker. (laughs) Hey, kid. We got you on scholarship for a reason. We need to make it. You've stunk. You've missed more extra points this year than any kicker in college football. You better make them today. Do you think Nick Saban coming to you and tell and, and talking to you about that is going to help you kick a field goal? Yes, it is. Are you sure? It's what gets me out of bed in the morning. <laughs> okay. Um, Falcons play Green Bay this weekend. Oh, man, that's going to be in Green Bay. No, I think it's here. Mm, I thought it was in Green Bay. Oh, maybe. That's why I had him beating the Ravens and then losing to Green Bay. <laughs> um, if anybody's interested, Bevo will not be watching the game with Parman. <laughs> well, oh, well, we've got a uh, underwear ride, but then it's um, um, uh, it's Chad's graduation party that night. Oh, congratulations, Brick Brick Danger Blade. But we don't know if he's graduated yet, so let's let's hold off. I know Brick, and when he needs to uh, uh, accomplish something, he does it. 
Yeah, but he I, had know, I know Brick graduated, and I'm damn proud of him. He had a group project. I saw the I saw the post. <laughs> Shame on that guy. <laughs> what was it? No name or yeah. your your name? It was your name. <laughs> Were you supposed to insert your name? <laughs> Millennials. What are you gonna do? Were you that guy in the group project? No, I always held up my end of the bargain. I remember when I was in junior college and the and the math teacher came around and said, the grades are so bad, we're going to go ahead and do group group tests. And oh. so, so how do you do group tests in math? I mean, so... That, that's uh, how many people were in the group? <laughs> it ended up being four people in the group. That's 40 fingers to count off of. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned to my, I turned to my co-group and I said, hey, I hate to break it to you, but you all are answering crap. So <laughs> we did, we got a hundred we got a hundred in that class. No, that's good. Um, I mean, it's a group math test. That's I've, that's weird. I've never heard of that. That's a. I think you and I have talked discussed some of my junior college exploits where where I got everyone else in the class did so poorly in this uh, world civilizations class. So well, I'll back up a couple little bit. So. Um, when I went back to school after I quit uh, racing bicycles in 1995, I paid for school myself. So when the teachers didn't show up, I got pissed because I spent $313 to take that class. Right. And so I started waiting for the teachers to come out of their offices and was like, excuse me, why'd you miss class? And they didn't care for that very much. I didn't realize how much they disliked that. Um, <laughs> The other thing was that everyone else did so poorly on tests that I was ruining the curve. So they just uncurved me. So I ended up in a three in this three test in this three, in this three test class. The first test I did so well that um that uh that I got 160 on the first <laughs> test out of, out of three. <laughs> um. The one, the one funny college story I have is my senior year, I had to take accounting. And the one thing I didn't want to do was I didn't want to class on Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. Right. So my advisor was my accounting teacher. I said, I really don't want to take your class. So he, he signed me up for like a 400-level surveys course. And I... Uh, I show up the first day, it's senior year, second semester, I show up and everybody looks at me like, what are you doing in here? You're a communication major. I said, I had right. to get this, I had to take this class to get my, uh, my minor in marketing. And like, you realize how hard this class is going to be. I'm like, it's surveys. It can't be that difficult. So I, uh, first test comes around, I get like a 96 and I get the highest grade in the, in the class. Everybody's like, what did you do? I go, I don't know. I studied for like 30, 45 minutes. They go, what do you mean? I go, she told us what was going to be on the test. I just studied that. And, and the teacher's like, <laughs> he's like, the teacher's like, I did tell you what was going to be on the test. And honestly, you really only need to study 45 minutes for it. <laughs> I go, wow. I go, seems pretty logical to me, guys. I think you overthunk it a little bit. <laughs> um, Oak Island. I don't remember what happened on Oak Island last week. Other than them building the uh, coffer dam, 
And Dude, that was one of the best episodes they've done. It was, but I, did they find anything? They were finding spikes and wharf stuff in the with the with the not Gary's metal detector. But the other the guy's one, metal detector on the beach. Yeah, and the, and yes, and so they were finding. They found a crossbow quiver. That's right. Bolt. Um, a bolt. A bolt. Yep. Um, that they think might be super, super, super old. Right, and I think we find out tomorrow. Um. And then did Gary find anything in one of the in one of the uh, lots? No, they they were on the beach. So the big thing would come, and then Gary would come over with the smaller metal detector, and then he'd go to the small, small metal detector, and then everyone would act surprised when he found something. Right. Um. We got a new episode tomorrow. I think. I think we're getting close to finding out what's going on with the, Oh, we got the results of the seismic test. That was the other thing. Right. Um, were they, they found were a they few found, different caverns that were supposed to be there. Well, they think they missed the, the coffer, the coffee. What's the chapel, chapel vault? The chapel vault, yep. They think they missed it by six inches. Yeah. When they were, when they were drilling. Yep. Um... Bet with Bevo. Two losses last week. Rough. Yucks. Man, who's picking your games? Bevo didn't take it very seriously until today. Would it be better if I picked the games and then you decided what to bet it or not? No, because I, I look, typically look for uh, trends, and I just grabbed two favorites and took them. I, I, I think I found a good one. Uh-oh. We're back on the Borussia Dortmund bus. Oh man, you're oh geez. Borussia Dortmund minus one against the O one and four Monaco, whatever they're called. <laughs> wow, minus one. Uh, Monaco scored two goals and they've given up twelve. It's the bottom of the bottom of the group versus top of the group, so it should be an easy one. And it's only minus one. I think I also took Juventus against Young Boys because um, they were minus one, but that's not going to bet with Bevo this week. We're just going to do Borussia Dortmund minus one. Uh, the Atlanta United spread is too big. I can't do one and a half. I can't take that one. Well, you well, you'd never bet on a game that you actually want to that you want the outcome to happen. I'll bet on whatever I want. Wow. I might bet on that game when I walk through the doors of the stadium on Saturday night. Isn't that one of Bill, isn't that one of Bill Simmons's gambling rules? Don't bet on a game that you're. That you is Bill Bill Simmons known for his gambling? Fix. Yeah, yeah, it is because you, if you bet against them, you win about eighty percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> he gets those questions all the time. Uh, doesn't look like we got any. Uh, be- uh, Ask Barman and Bevo uh, anything questions for this week, but we did have a leftover one from last week uh, that we didn't get to. Uh, Ryan Crabby asked about grilled cheese. When you make a grilled cheese, do you use one cheese or multiple cheeses? Did I ever make you a grilled cheese? You haven't. I've never made you a grilled cheese? You haven't. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure because I probably would not have eaten it. Why not? I like my grilled cheese one way and one way only. Wonder white bread, two slices of Kraft American cheese? 
you're right on half of that. <laughs> uh, actually, any any bread other than Wonder. <laughs> right. Uh, just like maybe, uh, I actually prefer like wheat wheat bread. Interesting. Um, or or a pumpernickel or a rye. Any other kind of sliced bread. Other, I don't eat Wonder bread. That's that's disgusting. What? So. And um, and and I, I go probably three slices of American cheese. Craft. Yeah, well, it's just whatever. But when I make grilled cheese for Jessica, I do it differently. How does Jess like grilled cheese? However, Bebo's making it for. Her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I typically will go American cheese, but sometimes I'll throw a little cheddar in there for. Her. Like shredded cheddar or sliced. Sliced sharp cheddar. Um, the ultimate grilled cheese I've seen is in the movie Chef, but I don't know how to make it. I don't know what cheese he puts on it, but it looks phenomenal. Oh, really? Yeah, I should send you a link to that that um, that scene. It's pretty cool. What What is your grilled cheese? Well, so we both have worked together in restaurants quite a bit, and. You know, sometimes you just don't have a lot of time for lunch. Right. Um, you know, you've been at it. And the last thing you want to do is have some of the cooks or make you a meal. So what I used to do is I would go down and I grab a hamburger bun. And then you uh, you butter the, the you butter the inside of the bun yep. with the butter with the butter wheel. Yep. And then you put both you put both buns down on the flat top at the same time. And then whatever cheese is there, like might be overstocked or kind of leftover, you just start stacking it like on top of the buns, just just to get started. And then you kind of look and you see if there's any dead chicken tenders or like like weird sort of like cooked stuff that you know is always questionable that you probably don't want to serve to a guest anyways. Um, so sometimes I grab some chicken tenders. If there wasn't anything else available, I might grab like a couple of tomato slices. Yeah, I do that, and so you kind of start building it, and you have the bun down, and then you put the top, and then you put the hood on it, right? And so then it gets the it, the middle middle inside hot, and then the flat top's got the outside done, and so in about two to two and a half minutes total, you've just built this amazing grilled cheese sandwich. But sometimes they would have. Cheddar, pepper jack, Swiss. Sometimes it would just have cheddar or American. Sometimes it would have chicken tenders, tomato, and cheddar. And then you'd fold it up into this hot sandwich. And then you put the steak weight on it and press it together. Yep. And then you give it. And then which way would you slice it? Diagonal. Well, it's a circle because you're using a hamburger bun. Right. So you got to do the diagonal on it. You can't go halvesies. You got to go. You got to. Go it's back. a circular bun. But if you have two chicken tenders coming out, you got to get the right. You got to get the right proportion of chicken tenders on each <laughs> on each side. And so you don't want it. You don't want it just to be middle middle and outside outside. You want it to be like like one quarter of one chicken tender to three quarters of the other chicken tender. But that's not a chick. That's not a grilled cheese. Yeah, it is. That's a chicken tender grilled cheese. Yeah, but it sounds amazing. In, I'm not saying it's, but, it sounds amazing. When you're, when you're in need, really, grilled cheese is just because you have because you have bread, you're in a hurry. Bread, bread, cheese, and you're and you're in a hurry. So as long as you have the resources, you might as well put other stuff on there. You know what restaurant does grilled cheese that way is In and Out Burger. Yes, 
and it's a secret menu item. So right, um, but it just so I think Ryan Krabby thought he was going to get a undirect answer, and hopefully I covered it to the extent of, and mm-hmm. maybe we should make a little video. We should do a grilled cheese video so you know how to properly make one of these sandwiches. Yep. The, the other key is uh, the butter, getting the toast buttered properly. Yes. Well, that's the key. What, what I've found, found works the best is actually cutting the butter, putting it in the pan, and just putting the bread on the butter. Right. So it's already melted in the pan. Well, you have a better chance of actually getting dispersed the way it needs good, to be. Good dispersement, because, exactly. Because warm bread and cold butter never spreads very well. Nope. So you're, you're kind of jacked up. Or I'll put the, the tab of butter on the bread and then put it on the pan and spread it around right. on the pan just to get it well, nice you put it in the middle and up. then you start, you have to do little circles. Exactly. You start that's, with little circles. That's what I was doing this. Yeah. And then, and then you get a, and then you get the full, then you get the full grilled hey, cheese action. Hey, Jess. Oh, it's Giovanni. Never mind. And if you're really caught in a pinch, most people don't notice, but you get even a little crispier grilled cheese if you use the olive oil. Or the uh, or the hot the hot oil. Yep. And then and then you put that down. And most people don't know that they don't get butter. Um, the other thing that might be good is a little uh, little basil, little tomato. Ooh. Well, you, if you use pepper jack cheese, you don't need any of that because it's all in there. Oh, gotcha. I like fresh basil on everything. Really? Oh yeah, it's good on everything. Well, you used to hate prepping it. When did I ever prep it? You used to have to prep basil at uh, uh, Urban Flats. Where? Remember, in the kitchen. Remember, you had to roll it up. You had to roll it up like a bit, like a cigar. I didn't work. To, I didn't work in the kitchen at Urban Flats. You had to train in the kitchen. Remember? No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. If I did, it was for like a day, and then I said, "Fuck this." Yeah, I think that's what you said. <laughs> I don't think you said that to Bob Rogers. I think you said that to me. Well, I wouldn't swear at Bob Rogers. He might. He might get upset and go pray for me at church. Yeah. Um, the church of losing all your friends' money. <laughs> uh, all right. Episode. Oh, but you, you did you did okay with the flats. Your flats look pretty good. Well, I never I never really made one. I, I yeah. just I, I created stuff and had other people make them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was really good there was that that uh, flat which the goat cheese spinach was it arugula chicken and goat cheese. Mm, um, the arugula went on the um. No, remember the little calzone thingy that was folded over and baked. Yeah, I have dreams oh. about that sandwich. Oh, really? I still miss the uh, what was it? Uh, the the um prosciutto and was it dates or the fig fig and prosciutto fig. fig jam prosciutto blue cheese? That thing was a thing of beauty. All right, um, episode 64 in the books. Uh, Wednesday night, we're recording from Snyder Cycles. Yes. Um, we're going to have some guests. I guess this might be the Barman and Bebo holiday special. <laughs> Do we have to wear an ugly sweater? I'll, if you want, I'll wear one. I've got one. I got one, too. Michaela got me one like a year and a half ago. Uh, who's, who's Seth's going to be there, obviously. Yeah, Seth and Hagen will be closing the shop up, uh, so they'll they'll be there. Krabby's coming up. Uh, yes, the Cra- the whole Krabby family was planning on attending. Uh, Nunziata coming. Uh, haven't heard. Okay, 
Anybody else? We don't want him to have any medical issues. Why would he have medical uh, issues? Shout out, well, he did get a, a, a free couple of wings, but he spent $1,500 on his broken tooth. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> a, little, a little, little shout out to Scott Patton, I guess. I guess he decided the hospital wasn't bad enough. He went to the Falcons game. <laughs> He's a glutton for punishment. So Scott, I, get well, or I hope you're well now. I, I was texting I, with you. I, I don't know what the stadium has keto for you, but I'm sure you work it out. You can you can do some double cheeseburgers minus the bun. Minus the bun. Yeah, hot dogs minus the bun. Chick chicken nachos minus the chips. <laughs> Just like he does at the velodrome. Is that what he does? Chicken yeah. nachos, no chips. Chicken nachos, chips and cheese, or chicken and cheese. Oh, good for him. Yep. So hopefully he's on the path to recovery. Uh, I know I was texting with him a little bit Friday night, a little bit Saturday morning. So. Cool. Uh, well, and he got, he got just on, on Saturday, which is good. Sorry, the Falcons weren't playing better, but it's it's going to be one of those years. Yeah, I mean, they typically at this point should be good two out of every three, three out of every four. Well, it's tough. Yeah. Well, I think you know Bill Barnwell does the best the best job of kind of explaining the the back to the norm. Right. And 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 it's just. When the when the league is balanced like that, it's just hard. It's just hard to stay outside the norm all the time. It it just is, right? And a lot of it has more to do with the other teams in your division than it does even what you're doing. Um. All right. Anything else you want to finish off with? Underwear ride Sunday. Uh, yeah. Wednesday Seth's night at Wednesday. Snyder Cycles. Is it yep. open invite to anybody? I guess. Uh. Yeah. Well, Seth has a bunch of bikes. Uh, everything's got to go kind of thing. Um, so, you know, be respectful, do the right thing. Uh, but he does have a lot of bikes that are available for sale down, uh, over there. So what time are we starting? Eight o'clock over there? No, we're going to try to do seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seth asked, like you've been asking all the time to move it up. Yeah. I've got a baby that is almost walking. So I've got to start doing stuff earlier. Yes, sir. <laughs> She's wearing glasses. Unfortunately for me, I don't get off till seven. Got to get my groceries. Got to get home. Okay, we can work it out. No, we'll we'll do. Okay, all right. So I'll see you Wednesday at seven over at Seth's. Yes. Do I need to bring anything? The recording stuff. Besides that. No, it's cool. Okay. All right, folks. That does it for episode sixty-four. Thanks for listening. Mike and I will be back Wednesday. We'll probably have a new episode for you Thursday or Friday, live from Snyder Cycles. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw, been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curve. Lightning the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way The only way they know how That's just a little bit more Than the law will allow
face on TV. Uh-huh. 